Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautiful Barbarians podcast. Um, before we get started, quick announcement. We are doing our first uh, sponsorship. Usually where uh, it goes is we uh, get sponsors, but we decided we're going to sponsor something that uh, we enjoy doing very much. So we are sponsoring the second annual Balance and Flow Invitational. It is a sub-only card of Super Fights. Saturday, May 21st at 2 p.m. at Gorilla BJJ Academy in Mawa, New Jersey. This is no time limits, no points, no decision, no overtime periods, and cash prizes for every match. So uh, go check it out. Go check out Gorilla BJJ Academy. And uh, if you're interested in fighting, you can contact Balance and Flow Invitational on Instagram or Gorilla Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy also on Instagram. And uh, with that... We are going to get into the show. So, Yogi, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, aside from allergies, finally kicking my ass pretty all right. Good. Yeah. Good. Not not good that you have allergies, but good that you're doing good. It's good that you think it's good. It's that good. I'm good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Anyway. And uh, joining us today is the lead singer of Full Blown Chaos, Brick by Brick, Mead Brewmaster, and dare I say, the number five best Gimli the Dwarf impersonator in the United States? Number five. I mean, it's a, it's a low. Right? Number no, five. No, I mean, top ten. And Dang. you gotta think how popular Lord of the Rings is. It was a close three for a while. Yeah. When I, I had it in its, all its glory. The uh, facial frock. So I was able to tuck it into my pockets. And that was too long. So Into your pockets? Into my pockets. Like the longest, your my pants. Jeans. Yes. Yep. It's quite the party yeah, trick. My, uh, everybody has a terminal length. And I pushed it to see that was when I was competing and doing more judging of uh, the competitions for beard and mustache. And uh, it was it's too much. It was too much. I like it long, but that's just obnoxious at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the same way with my pornos. Um, so, yeah, joining us is Ray Mazzola, uh, a good friend of mine. And um, we're excited to have him on. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll get into it. So I want to know, first off, real quick, yep. uh, tell me about the Bull and Bee Meadery, because you're like the, you're the head dude there, main bartender, and now you're brewing mead too. Oh yeah, main bartender, uh, bar manager, um, occasional partner, which uh, <laughs> depending on the level of sobriety, um, and uh, mead maker. So since probably uh, June, June or July is when I first started making professionally uh, mead. So tech, the technical term is a mazer, is a for a somebody who may, brews mead or ferments mead and such. So I think it's ridiculous. It's uh, there. The history on the term is a little wonky, mm -hmm. but. Uh, it says it on the business card now. Okay, so it's, you're the, you're so the head I mazer. I'm, I am the mead mazer for 
the Bull and Bee Meadery. So it's a great place, downtown Albany, great location. Um, it's all New York sourced and produced uh, products, not just mead, not just honey wine. It's uh, we have a little bit of everything, beer, all New York state beers, uh, craft beers, seltzers, ciders, cocktail cans. Uh, everybody's on the White Claw kick, but uh, Albany Distillery has a great version of a vodka seltzer that's really nice. Um, all different uh, spirits. So it's everything's all New York. Technically not a bar in that case. It's an agricultural license. So uh, it's a... Uh, we could be open 24 hours if we wanted to because farms don't close. Mm. But uh, I don't want to be there 24 hours. <laughs> that's so also that's fair. A, yeah. You 60 to 70 a week plus on top of everything else is enough. Yeah. You wouldn't have any time to maze the mead. No. No. I'm loving the level of alliteration we got going on. It's good. It's good. It's, good. it's a good start. It's good. So what, what goes into to brewing the mead then? Oh, so with, uh, with mead, it's... Pretty simple. It's uh, the oldest libation in, uh, depending on uh, which form of creation you believe in. Um, it's been around for <laughs> five to 6,000 years. Um, the Chinese were the first to do it. Um, really? At least for, for uh, written history. So the Chinese were the first to make meat. Every culture has had it. Uh, the story behind it is that uh it's pretty simple there's natural yeast everywhere so uh if you leave it in a dark place it'll start to go you know if it's in its happy zone uh temperature wise it'll start eating whatever fuel source it can uh in mead's case um a waterlogged uh honey hive so just a anything that was uh that bees would roost in just uh either in a tree or in a rock face or anything that got uh pretty much uh absorbed in in water waterlogging and then it would just uh, animals would get drunk off it people eventually caught on and figured it out so uh but it's uh pretty simple it's uh honey water yeast and the time it takes to ferment okay so uh it really is that simple um, it's just a lot of people don't like doing it. Um, honey is the fuel source, just like regular wine would be fruits. Uh, there's different versions of meads. There's uh, caspamels and methamels, methaglins. It's all different. Uh, some of them, they put fruit in it. Sometimes they use juice. Uh, sometimes they just add uh, different syrups or tree saps like maple. Uh, mm. Yeast loves natural sugars. So anything like a a robust yeast, let's say something very controlled, uh, instead of using a wild version of uh, yeast that is cultivated on its own, um, it definitely like a lavin D forty seven is pretty much a it's a white wine yeast. You can prefer use a lavin D forty eight, but see that's you know some people do. Some people do. It's a little more you get a little more bite out of it. Um, mm. It's oaky on the back end, but see, spicy oh, on the front. Oh. Oak is great. And chocolatey See, in the middle. Chocolatey in the middle. That's the way I like my women. Hey. So, spicy on the front. It's, uh, <laughs> why is it so spicy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's very, uh, very simple. Takes uh, anywhere between six and, well, two and six weeks to really? get a finished product as long as you have uh, controlled temperature settings. And then 
the softening begins. So you can either go it's right the same in. thing I tell my wife when we're in bed. <laughs> the softening is beginning. And um, yeah, that's my new rounds way of referring out, to ED. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rounds out the flavors. Um, so it's a, it's a very simple process. It's just difficult to, uh, to source that much honey. Hmm. So, because uh, you, if you're doing big batch like we do, we do small, small batches just for experimenting and for our popular flavors. Sure. Um, but uh, the larger batches, you need a yield that is ridiculous. It takes 100 bees their entire lifetime to do a teaspoon of honey. Uh, and Jesus. we need sometimes 500 pounds of honey in one clip and this is this is local honey you're getting it all from? local That's everything awesome. has to be local yeah so we definitely support uh all the local bee farmers and it's uh it's good and it's become uh raising bees and having an apiary randomly is uh it's on a upswing so as far as for uh, uh hipster trends i've but actually i've noticed that i've seen a lot more apiaries yeah i wonder if that has to do with I, I like the hipster trend, yeah, but do you remember the big environmental campaign that was like, yo, the bees are dying, and if the bees die, we all die? Yes. Type thing. I wonder if that's, uh, that, that, that must have something to do with it. It has to. everybody's I mean, so ecological conscious. Ecological? Ecological? Yeah. Yep. yep. Conscious nowadays with yeah. their past blue ribbons and their flannels. Ooh. Yeah. I think they, uh, do, do they still flannels. drink PBR? I don't know. I mean, yes. Jumping Absolutely. on their vegan bicycles and uh, this know. is a cruelty-free bicycle. <laughs> Went to emo night a couple months ago, and I cannot have PBR for quite some time because I will throw up at the smell of it. I can assure you, they still drink it. I just never got the only. It was like one of the two beers they had there. So hot damn! So that's like the see the one thing I always liked about PBR. Is just the, you know, pounders were always cheap. Unless yeah. you go to Canada where they're imports mm -hmm. and they're, you know, 10 bucks for a pounder. That's and, fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's like, fuck that. So, which, yeah. Of all the things to it's, import. You know, oh, you want American beer? Like, get fucked. It's like, nope. <laughs> like, I want Labatt. Give me your strongest beer. I don't want, you know. I only ever liked PBR ice cold out of a glass bottle. That was the only way I could ever drink. I don't know what it, the can. You'd be hard pressed to find that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's all. I think the last time I saw it in a bottle was briefly at Susie's. Well, Granny's always had it. Granny's always had it. Oh. in a bottle, and yeah, that's right. That's where I tried there. it. Yeah. So, that's good, right? Thank the, you. The neon yeah, bear hut from is, Goose Island. That is lovely. Yeah, blows their blows their regular IPA out of the water. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, but then again, their regular IPA sucks dog cock. So. <laughs> um, more neon bear hug, Goose Island. Less regular IPA. You're not oh, yeah. good at it. Stop it. I would not have gone for a go anything Goose Island. So I yeah, I'm not a fan of their either. But it's a cool the, can. The neon bear hug. I, well, so it's, here's the thing. I first thought it was um um oh fuck, who's the company that just came out with the the whole neon series? Oh, Crayola. Nope. You're an asshole. <laughs> Uh, uh, fuck. It was, um, I, I know. Omegang. Omegang. Yes. 
And so when I when I bought one of these neon bear hugs, I'm like, oh, cool, Oma Gang's doing a different iteration. And I drank them like this is delicious. And I looked down and I went, Goose Island, they make shit beer. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, Goose Island reached out to us if you want a sponsorship. After we shit beer, talk every beer you <laughs> put out except, except for the one. neon bear hug. <laughs> these all suck. This one rules. We back this one. There you go. There's uh, it's uh, yeah. There's uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, we did the mead. So yeah. Um, if you listen to this and you want some good local mead, uh, Bull and Bee in Albany, New York, just look for the building with the giant minotaur painted on the side. Yep. Uh, Go to the Bull and Bee. Ask for the mead mazer. Yep. That's it. Chances are I'll be there. So uh, the uh, if you mention you heard it on the podcast, Ray will say thank you. Yes. And then you'll pay full price. <laughs> always full price always you gotta yep. support local that's the yeah. thing buy local or buy local yeah so that's a a big uh a big deal and that's the kind of bar talk you can expect at the bull and bee buy local or buy local yep so yes the bull and bee so uh i'll send trager bill there you go Pick the spot <laughs> uh so let's get into the music thing man because this uh Ooh. this um it's something so relatable. It's something so universal because I have never met anybody who is a complete uh, no music. Ab- like, you know what I mean? I've never met anybody who just has no interest in music. It's something so. I mean, you go back, we go back to the talk about the Mead where, you know, yeah. 4,000, 5,000 years ago, yeah. music's been around. Twice as long, and and it's. I mean, I I know quite a few fully deaf people that still love and like are big music heads. Oh yeah, and they know way more than I ever will. I've had uh, encounters uh, with people that were deaf, and definitely uh, they love music. They I had several uh, uh, on several tours where there were individuals that would come and. You know, and they express themselves. They're, they're deaf. They can't, uh, you know, just trying to make out and have a conversation. And uh, they love the tone. They love the vibes, just everything, the vibration, just the energy. And it's it's not just a, a sonic uh, experience. It's definitely just spiritual. a vibration. And yes. Oh, yeah. Spiritual. Yes. It's, it's something that cuts through all the noise and bullshit. When you... It's just from a personal standing, it's one of the few things that I can listen. I could sit in a dark room, turn on a song I relate to, and it would give me goosebumps. And it's the only thing that's affecting me yep. is the auditory. It's it's such a interesting thing, and how it's um, how it affects us, how it it moves us, how it uh, changes culture, how it. Um, can bring us to all the heights of every emotion. It's it's really an amazing thing. Uh, I, so, give me. Well, I give me. But would you? Where would you be without? Because you you aren't you aren't just the average, you know, music um, uh, consumer. You. You are a creator and have yes. been so for, I don't know how many years now? It's uh, decades. 
Yeah. So music, I, I mean, to take a step back for a second, it's just, um, it's primal. So yeah. it, it for, you have to figure in depth, you know, music at a cellular level, the first sounds we hear are our mother's heartbeat. Mm. And that is a thump. And that's a vibration. That is our music originally. So, and then whatever we hear in utero becomes music, whether it's uh, in beats, not in beat. It could be storms, depending. It could be, where did you live? Did you live on the water? It could be waves. It could be just different things that are attributing to those inert sounds. And uh, definitely the heartbeat is a, is one just rhythmic thumping and it, it makes a difference. Um, but uh, without music, let me tell you, music for me uh, started at a very early age. I've been making music for decades. I had, uh, uh, I have a couple of family members that always, when I was a kid, always do music. Uh, my second cousin is uh, Neil Sedaka. He did Happy Birthday, Calendar Girl. Uh, Happy, Happy Birthday, Sweet 16. He did Calendar Girl, Laughter in the Rain. Um, all these 50s stuff. And uh, it's in different movies. You know, he makes a shit ton of money. He definitely uh, hates me to death if he even remembers who I am. Oh. So I tried covering one of my first punk bands that I did years ago and just hardcore bands. I, I definitely covered Calendar Girl and my mom had reached out to him and like, oh, you know, he's, he's doing your songs and like, nope, wasn't all about it at all. You got a cease and desist so, from your second just, <laughs> It's just, it came down the pipe and it was like, oh, you know, I don't know what it sounds like, but it's probably terrible. And that's all the interaction, excuse me, that I've had with him. Um, yeah, I think uh, Deadpool made the one song uh, uberly popular again. So I think it might have been Calendar Girl that they played in it. But I can only imagine the royalties that. But uh, yeah, just uh, early on, my mom would always play uh, great music. Uh, was a big John Denver fan. Mamas and the Papas. There's uh, always the Beatles, which I do not care for. No, nor do I. Um, I, I recognize like the, the first time it's come up on this podcast. No, uh, I fuck the Beatles. It's yeah. just you know, it's like oh, you're great musicians and this and that, great, cool, whatever. Don't care. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, not for me. Beatles was not my thing. I was I much actually more walked out of a music so. class as an elective in my first year of college because they were she had make was making us listen to Beatles the entire class. And I just I couldn't. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't do a damn no. thing for me. It's a. Uh, it's. It's a lot. There's a lot. Well, we get it. You're so progressive. You walked across the road without your shoes on. Fuck off. It's uh... a... <laughs> yeah, there's... Ooh, uh, we did acid. Cool. It's, you know, that whole yellow submarine face. I never had a Beatles face. Like, a lot of people are, you know, that's... They hit, uh, what was it, junior high school and early on high school, and they just yeah. get all their t-shirts from Hot Topic and whatever, you know... Kmart's, if there's any Kmart's still around, I don't know. Nope, and they are. would just do, yeah. So they would a uh, five dollar licensed T-shirt of Rolling Stones or the Who or something. Like I'm cool, you know. And the Beatles still making money. Fuck them. So it's 
Yeah. I, I you know, yeah. I don't, I, I would never discount what they did for music, but they weren't my thing. My father was a huge, well, is a huge, he's not dead. My father is a huge Beatles fan. And, you know, at one point when I was, when I played piano, I learned how to play Hey Jude on the piano because it's my father's favorite song. But I'm never, I like, they're the documentaries out about them and everything else. I couldn't give two shits about the Beatles. It yeah, just, it's, it's just one of those things. I just, um, I also don't care for ACDC, which I get a lot of guff for. So, uh, you, my good friend, can fuck right off with that. <laughs> um, it's just not my, uh, yeah, it, it's another one that not, I, I don't hate on them. I just don't, uh, I'm not actively pursuing their, their songs. I guess so, but that's, I listen to a lot of obscure stuff. Yeah. ACDC did. You crash again? I don't know what it's doing. Okay. Now we're good. Guess who's not going to be another sponsor of our fucking show is Hewlett Packard. They can fuck right off. Anyway, um, love ACDC. What don't you like about ACDC? Um, just the... Uh, it might have been just uh, experiences that I've had with just as a uh, soundtrack of my, my youth. How old are you? 46. Okay. All right. So it just kind of went... Uh, at that time frame, I think I was drinking cases of church wine, and uh, I had a buddy who uh, whose dad was... All right, so let me backtrack. So I had a buddy. Did you not know you can get cases of church wine? We're definitely getting into this story. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming they got it from somewhere. It wasn't like, you know, God himself brought it down on high. No, you, you get like... You can get like oh, yeah. cases of church wine. Yeah. And the crackers, too, if you're really frisky. Oh, Yeah. Because and body is everywhere. They're dirt fucking cheap. <laughs> I mean, they're already not paying taxes. Why wouldn't they be dirt cheap? We're not going down that road because I'm gonna I'm gonna have words. <laughs> oh God, and I'll be so offended if you insult no, I just, the church. In I'm just gonna go. Form. No, I'm, we've done that episode. No, we I want to hear what Ray has. We're to definitely say. gonna go in depth on that episode. But anyway, I, I, I want to hear about you guzzling cases of church wine. Oh yeah, so. Uh, I had a buddy at the time whose dad uh, owned a distributor, beer, liquor distributor out in New Jersey. And he would make trips in and we tried to sneak into Lemoore's. Oh, that must have been 16, 17. And uh, if you broke a bottle, they would, because it was church wine and for whatever their stipulation was, if a bottle broke coming off the truck, the whole case would go back. Yeah. And they had nothing to do with the case. It was pretty much uh, Chianti. It wasn't like a it was like a regular table wine, and uh, wasn't pre-blessed or anything. But it was for this specific church. And uh, anytime he was working for his dad, he'd make sure to break a case or two. Good man. Make sure to break a bottle in a case, and they'd find his way. They'd find their way into the back of his truck. And that's what we were drinking. There's Worst. nothing better than off the back of a truck church. Oh, line. yeah. It was, 
Especially if you're a Jew. That's definitely... Oh, my God. So that's a, you know, that was a, another form of... We killed your savior so and you drank your wine. <laughs> so it was a, you know, I... I I got it smiling up from the pits right now. It's great. (laughs) So, but it was uh, definitely the worst hangovers of my life. Um, Waking up just on the ground with just that rank red wine flavor in my my mouth and is just terrible, terrible. Maybe that's why the Catholic priests did a little boys to get the taste out of their mouth. (laughs) You know what? uh, That's what I hear. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> Terribly funny. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, but that's also, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was always a plethora of, of red wine, of church wine going. And uh, sometimes they were stamped with the specific church that they were supposed to be going to. Um, they had some pretty ornate vessels on some of them. And uh, there were a couple that were copper lined and just all different. I'm like, why would they? It's just wine. It's just wine. You know, I don't know if they, if they were blessed. Maybe I'm sure some of them were. Maybe. Well, we just went to that service so, the other day, yeah. and motherfuckers are out there watering it down in front of you, like the audacity yeah. of this bitch. It's <laughs> really, like, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They watered down the wine. They watered down the wine. Got to cut costs somewhere. Bro, you're not paying taxes. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, you can't. So I can't even go to it's church a, and catch a buzz now? Like, shit's out of hand. It's, I mean, holy water originally was supposed to be wine. So it's just supposed to be, you know, why not? Just, it's inexpensive. I mean, I can make, I can make a church mead. Don't I, do that. I, think, I, think, you just, sh- I think you should. <laughs> no. Why, why should they get it? Well, They've got they enough. Can, Oh, they that's, have that's enough. Fair. That's fair. I wouldn't say actually give it to them, but, you know, I would definitely go to the store and pick up a case of church mead. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I thought just we were talking about. Make it a, uh, you know, there's got to be a, a some sort of tax stipulation in there that can write off. I mean, without bees, we're all dead. Without religion, some of us would probably be more sane. So that's a... Did Across I tell, the board. Did I ever tell you the best quote I ever heard about religion? No. Religion. Uh, I forget, and I forget who said it, so I'm not going to attribute it to anybody because I don't want to do it incorrectly. But this is not my quote. But somebody once said that religion is just a bunch of sober assholes trying to relive somebody's really good psychedelic trip. That's and great. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. That does make a lot of sense. But this episode is about music. Sorry it yep. got so religious heavy. <laughs> And so it's, when there's that much animosity, it's hard to let it not seep in. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Just what? like letting the Catholic priest seep into these little boys. Oof. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I think that's a... So mad about it. I, I don't blame you. Is that something I went that to I Catholic school, but I was, I was molested. I was, I was an altar boy for three years, and I still get asked if I was ever ill. And all I have to say is, like, no, it's just too fucking fat. They didn't want me. So She? What? They. Who? The priests. They were non-binary? What? Yay. Anyway. God, right. that was wow. terrible fucking banter. <laughs> wow. It's, uh... Music. Yes. It's good for you. Yeah, so no. you don't like ACDC because you drank church wine in Jersey. And that was, oh, yep. And it was just, uh... He always, uh... The one buddy, who's not a buddy anymore, I don't even know if he's still alive, um... 
loved ACDC. Yeah. Loved it. Would always, that was like his go-to. And, uh, yeah, I kind of just, didn't that's the you. one, that's the one memory. So it just, that constantly uh, pops in and I'm like, ah, no, time to change it. Yeah. So, uh, I won't actively search out to listen to it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I think that's the other thing that's beautiful about music is it's how it hits each person is it's it's I'd say it's more unique than say snowflakes you know what I mean like there's oh, yeah. no matter even if if you and if all three of us like the same group and album yeah we're all going to hear that it, that it's 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 there's no variation in it that recording is solidified the same way but how each one of us perceives it is going to be 100% different and affect us each completely different. I'm oh, butchering yeah. it, but there's a quote in uh, the field of linguistics that said language is the shittiest means of communication except for the fact it's the most, it's the best one we have for delivering a, a thought. But music really skips that whole process because we're not adding vocabulary to a thought. We're just delivering concept and emotion. Yeah, like that's why, you know, we teach. We're encouraged to teach babies sign language because it's not actual words; it's con concepts. There's two thousand mm -hmm. words in sign language compared to the hundred thousand in English, but music even skips that step. It's all gestures. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, music has to be, if not, it's one of the most important things in in my world. Uh, just from something I, I remember just as a as a child just with uh uh my mom would play uh carl sagan she'd have mm. cosmos on or something yeah. and i was always drawn to that and uh, there was one episode i remember that's talking about the disc that they sent off into space yeah, and the voyager yeah. and everything why would they have music on it if it wasn't so dynamic and they did have music they had scores along with just uh, binary combinations of our cellular structure and just our planet and just things. Uh, so it's definitely important. Well, how many sci-fi movies do we have of aliens coming and making first contact through tones? Through music. Oh, yeah. So of the third kind. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking yep. of, yeah. Yep, because it's uh, most, uh, when you break it down, most music comes down to numbers. So it comes down to, and numbers don't lie. So it's uh, very uh, across the board, uh, you know, unless you're gent and just kind of have a weird, uh, like those math metal people that are just wild, which is, I, I still haven't been able to wrap my brain around it, but just uh, different progressions and chords and things, but... They they find ways to make it make sense. Like so, what, like Meshuggah? Like, um, is that math metal? Uh, yes, it's like an earlier form, but but definitely um, the ones that deep dive it. Who are those? So uh, like uh, uh, after the burial, born of Osiris. Uh, That's math metal. Bands like that. They have very very uh, animals as leaders and stuff like that. Like they're very. Uh, for that genre, it could be pulled into more math metal. Is it just, is it the intricacy that puts it math metal? Like, yes, it's uh, these are uh, just the uh, the chord progressions, the different, uh, the sweeping arpeggios, and just there's a 
uh, a sequence and a theory that uh, is I haven't yeah. dove into, which I'm, I'm sure if I did, I, if I had more, if I can fit more time in the yeah. day, I might <laughs> you know, try, try to the, attempt. Between the metery and the music oh, yeah. and the cyber stuff and everything else you do. Yeah, no, if you just had you know two other lives to live, you'd definitely be a math metal oh, artist, yeah. I'm sure. Maybe, pro- probably. I might have... Uh, delved into you know do a dive into that but uh that's not no no not this lifetime so maybe but it's funny that that, that music can communicate even math oh yeah oh yeah well i mean obviously it's not that funny because it's all based on numbers but it's amusing it's 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 funny that that has a whole genre of like hey this is math metal Mm -hmm. it's like cool this is heavy as shit and it's awesome yeah oh yeah there's all forms like I, i think it's uh, there's the uh, there's some uh, Inuit uh, like throat singing, and what's which the is, Mongolian metal band? Oh, who? the Who. The Who was a the Mongolian H-U. metal band. H U. It's like like wow, Roger Daltrey doesn't look Mongolian. That's weird. Yeah, oh, I think it's the Huh. Sure. Know, whatever. I think you're right. I think you're right. But yeah, that that the throat singing Mongolian metal band is. If you have not checked them out, just Google throat singing Mongolian metal band, and you are in for a treat. Oh yeah, I, I, I enjoy until it. they until they just completely lost all credibility when they teamed up and did a collaboration with Papa Roach. Yeah, oh. I wasn't gonna bring that one up. I am. I was just like, what are you doing, guys? Yeah, it's like that. No. Some some got lost in translation, like yeah. those Japanese. My favorite Japanese part about that American. song is yeah. that they just repeat the same chorus the entire song. It's not even. It can't be easy to throat sing that much. I mean, if, I it's it's weird. It's well, weird it's, to it's, do different tones and. Well, it came from ritualistic chanting. Yes, which is I was talking about the, the like how the Papa Roach dude, oh, whatever his fucking just, name is. Oh yeah, no, they're garbage. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Yeah, they haven't done anything good since that one song about cutting their life into pieces. Last Resort, that was a good song. That's it. That was After that, garbage. I, I don't know any others. I don't know any others for that. But, uh, there's a, uh, as far as throat singing stuff goes? Well, throat singing, well, that, yeah. Now, there's, I'm Papa Roach, I don't. But, yeah, everybody went, no, we don't yeah, want any of no. <laughs> Throat singing, though. Scald, yeah. have you checked out Scald? Yes. Bro. So there's a, there's a. Um, They're a Viking chant. Yeah. I, I yeah, love good. all that. Just so the uh, any type of like uh, kiwi, like just the like the hakas, alien and, weaponry. Um, oh my god, bro! It's, yeah, yeah. Did you have you ever watched any of their music videos? No. They're three skinny, blonde-haired teenagers. But you 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 listen to their music, you're like. You, know, you, you think like these guys probably play power forward for the like New Zealand All Blacks and then you watch the video and it's like these three skinny kids who don't look anything like the classic New Zealander tribesmen but they're all raised on the island they all speak fluent Kiwi but they do this they they transition between Kiwi and English and it's and they're fucking heavy yeah oh dude oh, yeah. I'll send you some of their stuff definitely their fucking alien weaponry is fire yeah fucking fire I definitely enjoy enjoy that i try to listen to everything i with an open mind there are things that uh i know a lot of people hate country or they hate you know they 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 don't like this they don't like that there's some i don't care for i still respect it as musicians and just putting 
things out there creating you know you're not destroying you don't destroy with music you can destroy with music mm. of course listen but, to any florida georgia line it's album a, <laughs> it's killing brain cells <laughs> off every 10 seconds <laughs> yeah but uh just the ability to create yeah is fantastic and to have that energy and just it's uh i respect it but there's just some stuff hmm, yeah. don't care for yeah yeah Alien weapon. I'm gonna circle back real quick. Yeah. For Yogi, alien weaponry. Think of like a modern version of Sepultura. Got it. That's a good. I mean, yeah. yeah that's that's, okay. that's a, when I listen there. When I listen to their Kiwi stuff, I'm like, this is giving me Sepultura, Bloody Roots vibes off the rip. Like, like I just I immediately point. went back to like I, I listened to Alien Weaponry and I went back and listened to Sepultura Ratamahata. I'm like, yeah. this is. This is like on par. What's the Brazilian metal band? That Sepultura. Am I th- is it? Yeah. Am I, okay. With yep. Max Cavalera, Igor Cavalera, Soulfly. the one that he had Corey Taylor on at one point. That Soulfly. Soulfly. So that was that was Max's side project. Who do you, who else okay. did he have in it? It was um, just from Soulfly was Max and then he had a slur of other people. No, like nobody other else bands. from yeah. Other yeah, bands. from other bands. No, no I know it yeah. wasn't other people um, from, um, from Sepultura, but it was like it was like he did a like a project super group metal yeah. thing. He had for he had uh what the hell why am I drawing a blank with his name? Um the guitarist? Uh Dave Ellison. He had him playing bass for him for a while from uh, Megadeth. He had uh Who's the guitarist we've gotten drunk with many a time? Um, Who has his own side Mark project. Rizzo. That's there it. it Mark Rizzo. Yep. Mark Rizzo. Yep. And he's, Shout out to Mark Rizzo. Yeah. He, he's a... He's a fun time. He's, a, he's definitely... A, he's a good time. Yeah. He, uh, I, I recently heard a story for when he had to kind of calm down from drinking. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care about saying, telling it because it's, it's hysterical and we'll, everybody should hear it. We'll try and get him on one of these days. So, oh, yeah. He's fantastic. But he... Uh, almost got air marshaled <laughs> like just wild bombed on a plane i think they were going they were going somewhere in south america could have been brazil could have been he's a he loves colombia so he goes back and forth to colombia a lot i wonder if he knows taji and uh he uh yeah there was an incident on a plane just maybe uh it was something along the lines of, yeah, he got out of his seat and was running for the exit door and just kind of like, good mark. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, that's fantastic because I love <laughs> when he's bombed because he is, he's easily controllable and swayed, but uh, don't yeah, let him go off on his own. Yeah. He's like oh, a yeah. four-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. don't leave them off to their own devices oh, because yeah. next thing you know, you come back to poop and paint smeared all yeah. over your credenzas. So that might be that might be one of the reasons he's probably not with Soulfly anymore. But uh, I don't think Soulfly's still around. Yeah, anymore. no, they no. didn't last super what long. What they just do with um, uh, Max Kevlar's new project with the uh, oh, Killer Be Killed? What is is that? Uh, that's him. Not Cavalier Conspiracy. Is it Cavalier Conspiracy? Well, they did Cavalier Conspiracy. That's yeah. when him and Igor got back together. Or was yes. that? It's him. Max and his son. No, I think Killer Be Killed is Max and his son. I don't know. I, yeah, it's I'm one I, I lose. Yeah. It's, but uh, Killer Be Killed is great. Yep. I definitely yep. enjoy that. Yeah. Yep. He, he, he has his own tone. Max. That just, yeah. you know, you know it's 
You know it's yeah. him. You're yeah. Yeah. Yep. You definitely know he's involved. You know when Igor's involved. Yeah. And just they have that uh raw. It's yeah. fucking raw. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh I, I had an opportunity to uh tour with them uh as Soulfly and Sepultura before Igor left Sepultura when they first got Sepultura uh, like like OG Sepultura like Max and not Igor Max it was the oh. second or third tour with the uh, new guy with Derek Green yeah mm. so with him singing and, that's uh, unfortunate yeah but that was it was great to be able to like have that absolutely at least you got Igor you got Igor up, got Igor and then, who, was the, who was the uh, drummer uh, right now no for the original Sepultura Igor no alright sorry bassist oh 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 Paulo Paulo yeah. Paulo loves porn stars good loves porn <laughs> stars let me <laughs> tell you love porn stars he, he would he would that's like saying up. he likes water and air loves like, porn stars like like but was one of those dudes that he would show up and he'd have like the older porn stars like Savannah and Gina Fine and stuff like that with him and I'm like good wow I'm like holy fuck good I'm for like, you what is he and he just Trucking him around, I always, I was like, wow, yeah. it's like he's living the dream. Probably like, goes he's back to the trailer these... and plays his bass with his ten inch cock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just kind of, I, I can imagine. I was you ladies want to see some slap bass? Yeah. <laughs> ba ba ba. And uh, Andreas, can we get Kublai Kai on? Kublai Khan on? Kublai Khan TX. Yeah, I'll see. That'll be fantastic. Can you stop on Wednesday? Oh, can you stop that? Thank you. I'm not getting yelled at this time. They're playing Wednesday where? Uh, Empire. Really? With uh, Knock Loose. Oh, shit. That's this Wednesday? Yes, the 4th. Yeah. Well, I will be going to that. Who was playing with Knock Loose? Kublai Khan TX. So, we're okay. going to do some messaging. Yeah. <clears throat> that one song, The uh, Hammer. Fuck yeah. Great Bro, song. Swan Song? About the sex workers? About the prostitutes? They aren't sex workers. They're prostitutes. Yeah. I mean, it's just what they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, fire. Anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be dead without music? Yes. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Music has, uh, in every way, saved my existence on so many levels. Uh, mental clarity. Um, physically not wanting to eat a bullet, jump off a cliff. Mm. Just self-destruct in many ways. Um, it definitely just randomly songs would kind of just pop in or I would listen to something specific and uh Rye Coder Buena Vista Social Club mm, yeah um there's several songs on that one album that just lull me and when I'm having a a moment and I'll put that on specifically and it just fantastic it just kind of I don't know what it is but it smooths everything out yeah gives me a little it stops the static yeah and it gives me a little more room to all right what am i doing allows you to shift down to a lower gear yes yeah there's definitely a lot of things like that Uh, music in general just uh being able to create when i'm absolutely angry uh great great time great time to oh yeah Oh, yeah. That's one thing for... Um, I went through a phase of uh, of uh, withdrawal when touring came to a halt, especially with over COVID and stuff. And that was just not touring, even though I wasn't as active as I was 
years prior, doing 10 months straight a year of just constantly having that, those endorphins from every show and just being high on that on top of everything else that was out there and available. Um, but uh, being able to just go back and put a CD in, just listen to anything like any type of streaming or something like I need, I need something. I need something singing along with it um, helps a lot. Um, writing, you know, writing, especially just getting, uh, even if it's anything, just music, tones, different snapping fingers and just trying to have something just to get that notes out, the vibe out, um, different, different ways. Poetry is another one I write constantly and it saves, it definitely saves everything. I have books and volumes of material that I'll probably never use that maybe one day I'll try to find somebody to publish it or just, you know, like just my inner workings and things and just songs that never came out or never uh, did anything, cassette tapes. I used to walk around when uh, the little cassette tapes, the little, uh, you know, the little recorders all the time. Now all our phones have them, mm. you know, they're going whether we want it or not. So they, they're recording. So it's, uh, I have all those still just different singing into them. Um, I'm big on walking. So and just the whole driving thing, but walking definitely, I can think clearer when I'm in motion. So I would try to fly, look for empty planes, look for planes that are empty buses, things going to locations that didn't even, that were just so thin on passengers that I would almost have the whole time to myself. So you'd, which you'd purposely find the the least traveled places. I used to, yeah. And just, you'd use that as your time to create? Yep, or, and or... use that as my time to write because that's when, when I'm in motion, everything else seems to slow down. Then I can catch up with the wheels that are spinning. Hmm. So, and it's almost like a, I need to have that mobility just to slow my brain down. Mm-hmm. And I would use that to, uh, to write a okay. lot. So there was, uh, there's a lot of songs that I remember specifically where I was and where I was traversing through where I wrote them. So just because I would look out a window or see this, see that, and just, and just remember. Oh, you dirty cock. Hey, remember, you're at the uh, table. Yeah, I'm, I'm the <laughs> asshole guy, sorry. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, always creating and just finding different ways, but I would definitely go. Yep. So let me ask. Yes. Where were you and what were you doing when you wrote Wake the Demons? Oh, oh, so that's, uh, I was walking around uh, Floral Park and I was angry as fuck. Uh, it was no, definitely, you were yeah, angry no when you wrote the song Wake the Demons? Yeah, Weird. I was uh, in a fresh, uh, fresh breakup. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing is that you want to write some really angry music, you know, just throw any type of monkey wrench in your life. I'm pretty sure it was my fault while we weren't uh, a thing anymore. And I was just angry, angry at everything. Um, yeah, at that time, um, I was having issues trying to uh, fighting with my my uh, baby mama just over different custodies. Um, my kid for a while was living overseas. 
with her mom and the mom's new boyfriend uh, forged a bunch of paperwork to get her a get her a passport without my permission and uh, kind of calm my mom into helping her with that and uh, unfortunately and was living in the UK for a while and uh, so uh, I had done a tour out there and literally hunted them down just messaged a bunch of dudes that I knew that I knew would be a show and I'm like hey can you find find these people and see if you can look around and like you know kind of like okay so you didn't you, know, you just, didn't hunt them down no 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 no, no, no like fact finding missions no no like, yeah just I don't want you to admit like I put out a hit in somebody on the UK no 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 but it's uh you know just looking and yeah it's it's definitely mm-hmm. I was definitely angry about mm. all that uh, for the so, whole album yes okay oh yeah Oh yeah, there's definitely, there's, um, on that album especially, there was uh, inner anger, just anger with the band, because it's, even though they're my brothers and I love them, there's that, there's that, you know, you're you're never, especially with family, and I consider them family, they'll make you so fucking angry. What's close proximity? Yeah, it's, it's, there was, there were times where we'd have to stop the van on the highway just to pull out and fight, and just go, and that was... That's, you know, probably, what do you say, healthy? I would say so. I would say that's oh, yeah. healthy. I had a, a bottling it up or doing the passive aggressive bullshit that everybody does nowadays. I mean, that's exactly little, what yeah. we're talking about. It's going into something primal and skipping the whole language thing and actually feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what, I, what I better can't example think of a, to have a, a fight more, on the road while touring for music? I, I can't think of a more pure expression of emotion and problem solving than that as long as at the end you get back in and everybody's cool yeah you know yeah there was a lot it was definitely a a lot of different things my mom was always sick so that was a different anger that was uh staying with me and just uh trying to exist and not knowing like music i always had music in my life but trying to find even more purpose was maddening so just trying to find purpose in other things and other people which i ended up just with growth you figure out oh you know what that's not that's not what defines you Mm. as a person and just having just the basic uh anger from all that when that album came out i was in my mid mid 20s mid 20s 04 it came out so 04 so that was yeah so that was 18 years ago yeah yeah, so oh, in my, just in my, almost in my 30s. So, in my, thir- yeah, almost in my 30s. Some so, of the angriest times for a young man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very Couldn't angry. Relate. 20s. Very angry. Could not relate. Yeah, no. Because, uh, I mean, the first, I can think of the first, 21 to 26 is the best fucking party you're ever going to have if you're not a pussy. I mean, honestly, I, I, those were some of the most fun years of my life. Then 27 to 30, you go, uh, you're transitioning from being a fucking party monster to I have to become an adult, I have to settle down. Oh fuck, I'm also now accountable for all the horrible shit I just did over the past five years with booze and drugs and women and everything else. And uh, now I gotta be a fucking adult. So yeah, early 20s, best party ever. Late 20s to early 30s, fucking a whole lot of reckoning yeah and that was a i had decisions to make and it was like well what do i do what do i do what do i do and i remember i remember asking my daughter specifically 
do you want me to stay home and do this or you know and just stay or home and be a dad stay home and just be more not be a dad active, but, you know but I mean. um, more involved in life more involved more involved or because her mom was terrible with that um, or I can this is before she ended up taking her uh, away pretty much uh, to the UK which but, for anybody um, listening it it all worked out in the end oh yes it's, yeah it's, it's all everything's gravy her mom's still crazy but uh we have a great 26 okay right now we have a great relationship uh it's excellent so the best it's been in years so Good. which is you I'm know just uh, with with growth yeah oh yeah it was difficult for a long time and just a lot of it uh with uh, certain therapies and just a lot of talking and smoothing things out and figuring out, uh, you know, you have a grown woman that is your child and that you watched enter this world and you want the best for them and you want them to be better than you. Yeah. And that's on every, every platform, every way possible. And uh, she is fantastic. So yeah. you, 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 and, you and your daughter did therapy together? Uh, separate, but we talked to, we, to we reconvened to help, about to help you both. Yes, be in, in a better place. Yes. relationship wise. Yeah, and that's awesome. For man. and for both of us, it it figured it, we worked it out to where um, her mom was definitely a uh, a big uh, problem for us to have our friendship and for us sure. to have a proper. Uh, family unit relationship because there was no blame there was no I want the best for her she wants the best for me and there was none of that coming from her mom her mm. mom was just very toxic mm. and uh, that word to the fullest extent mm -hmm. um, but uh, and we did a lot of there were a couple of years that I missed um, with her growing just from being on the road and touring but there was always phone calls there was always back and forth um a lot of communication so which i'm glad uh there was that um my phone bill from europe was out of control out of control because it wasn't just a hi i just wanted to check in no i described every pebble every rock every form of the stage she had ins and outs hmm. of every artist you know i like this band now dad oh cool all right well you know if i cross paths with them you know, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know. There's definitely a lot of, there was a lot of awesome uh, interactions with that, which was cool because for a long time it was like, my dad's out on tour and he's doing this and he's on this tour and he's doing Ozfest and he's in Europe and he's in Japan. And, and I would do my best to not be an absolute idiot, which I failed a lot at just being drunk Ray. So, which is a locomotive uh, on for through those years um, when I would get really saucy but uh, yeah no the relationship's great and it just it all worked out which was fantastic was 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 developing a relationship a better relationship with your daughter one of the driving forces for you to go to therapy yes that's awesome man. definitely was that I wanted um, I wanted her to be able to facilitate the proper words and just be able to put together that the feeling she's having and if there's any animosity and stuff like I wanted to be able to 
get that information and process it properly. Mm-hmm. And that's if she feels angry, feel angry. You Fuck know, don't angry. don't ever feel. You know, I never. Um, when my parents passed, she bottled up a lot, and they've been gone thirteen years now. And uh, she has she had a problem. She was very close to my mom, very close to my dad. I didn't have a relationship with my dad at all, but she bottled up and she would bottle all her emotions. And that was a big, a big part of, uh, of the issues, um, that we had, uh, with her growing and, uh, we worked through that. We definitely, I wanted her to explain herself more and get a little more involved with, uh, emotions and such. Um, cause I was a mess. So it was definitely on the spectrum of, you know, I don't want, if I'm feeling this way, uh, she must be feeling worse. And that was a big uh, defining, uh, defining factor of trying to have her open up and figure out her stuff, get through her stuff, because uh, nobody wants their child to hurt. Nobody wants things to progress that way. Yeah. So it definitely, uh, it, I have to imagine a lot it of things. shaped your writing. Um, you know what it did? It did. I had to, uh, dig a little bit deeper and find, uh, different sources of, um, anger, which is, I mean, there's a plethora of things to be angry about, uh, and be upset about. So like, uh, this last album I did was very, um, probably old man angry. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little I different. I really enjoy the hot single "Get Off My Lawn," you goddamn kids. So that's a yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's more. What's the more what's the new album called? Oh, well, uh, what it, didn't mean to put you on the spot. Bing, I fucked it's, up. Wait, no. <laughs> what's the new album? Oh, I don't, I don't. Dismal existence. There Dismal existence with yeah. by brick by brick. Brick. That by is brick. a very old man angry song. So or, uh, title. It's a it's a you know dismal existence. So there's well. I had a, a brain new fart. track. There's these so goddamn many. kids don't know how good they have it nowadays. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the reason I asked is because, I mean, I know therapy didn't really make me less angry, but it was harder to enjoy being angry. So I had to like, it was different. You see, when I, I would get I angry. I enjoy being like, angry as yeah. well. I like that. I feel like that's my, that's been a comfort oh, zone. Oh, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It was just harder to enjoy it. I, I definitely yeah, like I don't anger. It, it makes 100% sense. I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard it put that way. I think this is the first time I've ever heard it put that way. And it makes, to anybody who has an anger issue, yeah, that makes 100% sense. It's like, ooh, that warm, like comfortable it's, it's, blanket of rage. It's yeah. nice not wanting to put my head through a wall, but I kind of miss wanting to put my head through a wall. Yeah. Like, well, you're, you're familiar. It's familiar. Because the instinct, yeah. the instinct now is to like work through it. Yeah. And it's not always what I want to do. Fuck you, accountability. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> but it's it changed it's, how I feel when I'm angry. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, it it changes the outlook. It changes how you know. I don't want. I don't want my kid to be angry. I don't want her yeah. to be upset. I don't want her. Uh, it's, you want her to be. Well, you want her to be emotionally healthy yes yes i you know for years i thrived in it with anger thrived I, yeah. I found ways to live with it and it's uh it's that one thing it's that uh 
uh, Bruce Banner. You know, it's like, what's your superpower? You know, like, I love that. Quote. You know, it's just you know one of those things. It's like well, oh, I think I'm you always went, angry. You went yeah, above just, and beyond because not I. I was angry. Yogi was angry. Neither I don't. I mean, I can't speak for you, Yogi, but I know I didn't use my anger in any sort of productive way to create something that would benefit the world. You did, and I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm like yeah. you. I mean, I remember listening to, to to Wake the Demons and hitting PR deadlifts in the gym. You know what I mean? Like that that aggressive music was what drove me in every single wacky sport I've ever done. It was just, but you took that. You you have not only that anger, but you also have the talent to put it to something that translates yeah. universally. Yes, which is yeah. a, a phenomenal. Yeah, that's definitely was a I finding heavy aggressive music was just a an absolute. It was it was a if you believe in it, it was a godsend. It was yeah. one of those things where it was just. Thank you. Like I needed this, and right. then wanting to create it, and then finding my way through to being able to really ride that wave, mm-hmm. and that was that was nice. Like, hey, you know what? I enjoy this. Maybe somebody else will also. And that was that was it. That was it. It was like, oh well, you know what? I'm gonna write this, and I've always said this, and I didn't mean it to. I've said it to many people. It's not meant to be. Uh, uh, like I'm an asshole with it, but it's like, I do this for me first. It's because I enjoy when I'm writing. I enjoy the music and it's performing it, especially it's, uh, it's very cathartic. And it's like, I'm glad that you're enjoying it too. I'm still going to do it whether you're here or not. Right. And I'm glad that you can pull something from it. Um, that is another, you know, there's different levels of being able to, uh, enjoy enjoy it i enjoy it for me and i enjoy it even more so that it finds its way back that somebody else can benefit from what i'm creating let's going back to what i was saying about language and thought where it's you know language music whatever it's you expressing your thought it just it's really nice when someone's able to receive it yes i mean if it's if you're putting out thought for someone then it's really not you you it's not yours but oh, yeah when it's, it's not genuine when it's yeah when it's genuine and when it's authentic it's probably a whole hell of a lot easier to relate and it's a lot easier to just do yeah oh yeah and that's i get people all the time like how do you remember all the songs and don't mix up between full-blown and brick by brick and i'm like oh it's i have when i'm if i'm not super drinking you know then i remember which band i'm in and it's great super drinking ray live is hysterical. Oh boy. I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw Brick by Brick, he was guzzling a fucking uh, bottle of Jack Daniels. So. Think of. I, that, and he seemed pretty fucking coherent. So I can't no, no, imagine. The, the best thing is, the best thing is, think of, it's the, it's the heavy metal hardcore version of mumble rap. <laughs> it's not actual words. It's just loud yelling. Yeah. And I love it because I can always tell if I can't make out the words of the songs being performed, I know Ray is fucking gone, (laughs) but he sells it quite well. That's uh, that's accurate. I have little moments of levity in between so I can kind of speak and it's uh, kind of speak, kind of speak. Yeah. Now you still keep the banter up, but the songs themselves 
go from intelligible to, oh, he's just yelling to the music. <laughs> yep. Eh, sometimes I get the words right. Look, man, I'm it's not... A, I, at that point, who gives a yeah, shit? I've got yeah. zero complaints. So yeah, no, it's, it's great, but I can always tell, like, aha, <laughs> oh, they got into the whiskey early. Oh, yeah, there's there's been quite a few. Quite a few times. There was uh, the whole... I'm sure you've heard the story before, the Riverside Ray. So, uh, nope. that one... Oh, you never... Oh, my God. Let's wow, get into it. So... We were on the West Coast, brick by brick, and uh, was this the 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 string of storage unit shows? No. Wait, was this the one where you guys had to get rebooked and came back to the same yes. spot? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, yes we, please tell the story. This oh is amazing. God. So uh, <laughs> we we get to this venue early. It's an outdoor venue. It's a fest. Super hot out, Riverside, California. We have a lot of friends there. They all show up early. Um, there's a couple of racks of beer. There's a handle of Jack Daniels going around. We're out in the heat. It's awful. Uh, Sounds like a recipe for success. Yes. So we're hydrating. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, hydrating and... Uh, yeah, we're getting nice and feeling good. We had uh, a couple of friends out with us. Um, Chamberlain was probably the only voice of reason at times. Who does and not drink. Who does not drink. Who which was a very, very straight edge. Defining factor. It was, yeah. So uh, our tech slash helping us slash uh, drunk. He was with us. He... Uh, Later on, and just to make a little note, later on he ended up uh, almost didn't get on the plane back because he was absolutely bombed for almost losing his engagement ring at a casino in Reno. So playing blackjack, we had to pull him out of there because he probably wouldn't have left. Like, did he throw the engagement ring in the pot? Like, fuck it, this is worth a couple bucks? Um, or? He hocked everything. He had all money. He had all cash. I believe he was just—he was just blowing everything he had, yeah. So it was—he's married now. He's—we're gonna popped out a couple of kids. Well, now and, we have to bleep out his name so, because oh, I'm assuming his books. wife doesn't know about this. Yeah. So that might be a yeah. I was like, well, he either—he either put it in the pot, he hawked it, or he lost it up a strip. I was asshole. thinking it as so, you were telling it. It was like, how how does she know? Oh yeah. Like no, he. How did he well, almost get killed if he didn't lose it? It's uh, shout well, out to his fiance or yeah. wife now. Don't they, listen to this they, podcast. They married. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there was definitely the five people that listen to this. Don't say anything. It's don't say anything to that man. But uh, <laughs> I am going back and bleeping out his name. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's gonna be our first bleep. No, it's not. Really? No, the last oh, yeah, episode yeah, had yeah, two yeah. bleeps. Mm. Yeah. So we. I'm uh, so stoked. I found out how to make beeps now. Now I can just add them like a beep, beep, spicy beep. moments. Spicy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got drunk. Uh, the show was cool. Um, more friends came and more booze was flowing. By the time we played, it was hours later. Um, I couldn't even, I could hardly stand, let let alone play. We're playing. Everything's fine for the first couple of songs. And then it all kind of hits me Mm. and it's a blur from there. So Mm -hmm. the rest is just from what I've understood and what's been told to me. Um, I kept unplugging my own microphone accidentally just running around the crowd and smashing them with the mic um grande 
uh, was sitting on the stage and had was holding the microphone together so I can <laughs> I can sing properly. Um, well, it's not that properly. You well, at least yeah, it was it was bad. It Shout was bad. melodically. We're we're arguing, we're fighting. Something happens. We end up fighting the promoter. We end up fighting the owner of the venue. Um, everything is just a mess and destroyed. Jameson's bombing off stage. I end up, uh, I broke some kid's wheelchair. It was, <laughs> yeah, it's some kids in the pit with a wheelchair. He, I flipped him. It was, yeah, it was, it was wild. Like it definitely, I wasn't making any sense. Everybody was drunk. We're trying to get everything calmed down and back. I'm running back and forth. Can with, we can we back that over know, one oh second yeah. about this breaking the wheelchair? Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to fly past that or, okay. roll, or roll past okay. it, but uh, <laughs> how did he respond to that? Oh, he was upset. He I was on my phone and I can't get up. <laughs> he was definitely upset and I felt incredibly guilty. Just pressing for, the shit out of that button on his life alert. <laughs> <laughs> I felt incredibly guilty weeks after until a conversation I had with Tretch. Yeah. So, which... <laughs> oh, he, don't feel bad. He, He's handicapped. He, he heard the story and he was like, don't feel bad. You made him feel like everybody else. And I was like, a weight was lifted off of my shoulder. And That's I was a really like, good oh. point. I was like, you know what? I was like, wow, I don't feel like a... Like a total piece of shit now. I was like, all right, great. Someone, some people so, get their nose busted up. Some people get their chair busted up. Yeah, it was it was rough. Like, I they were keeping all the drinks for me. Also, the I, fact I that he got to that far into the was, crowd is impressive. Who, rare the kid with the wheelchair? The kid with the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. No, I was just bulldozing Who's be a myself. dick and not let the kid with the wheelchair through the crowd? Yeah. Fair. But he, yeah. Like, he, if you ever want to get to all the front of the rides at Disney, just bring somebody who's handicapped. <laughs> I feel like in a wheelchair, I wouldn't want to be in the front. Well, I guarantee you this kid will never be in the front ever again. <laughs> no, he probably, probably has PTSD from it. Yeah, well, or it was the best time of his life. Yeah, I but he, I don't know if he has multiple wheelchair budgets. Like, it's not like auto insurance. You can't just take it to the mechanic and get it fixed. That's true. That's true. Bust the axle yeah. again there, Jimmy. <laughs> it's it, there, There's a lot of insurance on him. Is there? Like, it's insane. Yeah. Because, well, like, uh, like, a good motorized one is, like, a good 20, 10, Ooh, 20K. Did you knock him out of his hover round? No, no, it was a just a regular wheelchair. Oh no, then he's fucked. Oh, so, so you, it was you just beat a, up a make a wish kid. Oh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> it could have been. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was it was rough, and then we cut the set short. And uh, at, wait, wait, like, hold on. Did you guys cut the set short, or did the promoter? And I think it was a would you, would you say that you got oh. the legs cut out from under you? Yeah, pretty. That's <laughs> pretty right, much. Man. Yeah, pretty much. But. uh Set was cut short, and we were like, we're ending it, and we played Pennywise with Brohim. Of course. Everything changed. The whole dynamic changed. Everybody was up on the stage, singing along, having a great time. Went from a full-on just brawl, street fight, to, uh, to just everybody back on board. Yeah. Sold a hell ton of merch, and everything was great. So the next day is Easter, and we had an off day. We're like, oh, you know what? Let's try to find something. Found the show at the same venue, and all the real quick, real yes. quick to interrupt. Let's find something as in let's go find something to do, or let's go find a show to do as an off day. Uh, find a show to do as an off day. Okay. So, um, and uh, we didn't know. You know, we got out of there quick because we were like, oh well, with the promoter and the owners, and we're like, shit, what are we gonna do? And the rest of the bands that didn't get to play because you shut the shit down. 
Yeah, there was maybe one band like, uh, that was still able to play after us. But we were like, oh, well, whoops. You know, sorry. It, bad move. But, uh, wrong move. It was, it was awful. But Shout out to Vinny. Yes. It, it was just a, it was one of those things. And uh, found us a show. And I'm like, oh, what's the show? And I, I still remember where we were. We were uh, at a Wiener Schnitzel. Getting yeah. hot dogs and getting uh, getting food, and we're sitting there. And it's Easter. We're like, yeah, whatever, you know. Why not? You know, eat the Lord's meat and um... don't <laughs> leave that one alone. <laughs> if only the same could be said about those Catholic priests. Oh, bitch. <laughs> and uh... and if you don't think eat the Lord's meat <laughs> isn't going to be the name of this fucking podcast episode, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, literally. So we uh, we get the call, yeah. We have a sh- we can get a show at the same spot we were, and we're like, oh shit, are they gonna be cool with it? And Mike's like, who cares? And I'm like, fantastic, let's go. We all walk in there like we own the place. Hey, what's up? Great show last night. This and that. Every song and dance, and they're just looking at us like we're like, oh, everything's good, right? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah, everything was fine. Probably one of the best shows we had on the tour. Um, everything was fantastic. Everybody, the promoter wouldn't look at Jameson just from getting choked. And uh, he just wouldn't make eye contact with any of us. And we're getting our Jamo wristbands. Someone? Just, and the owner couldn't have been happier. He was getting us drinks. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm an AA member now. And this night goes, if you want something, he goes, yeah, just let him know. You know, we'll get you stuff. There's the beer tent back there. Gave us all drinks. And we were like, oh, well, we'll probably take it easy. We did take it easy. Um, because uh, we didn't want any other issues, but show was fantastic, and everybody was bringing their little kids, which I'm glad they didn't uh, do that the night before. But uh, yeah, and it was uh, it was a success. Sold a ton of merch. Made Easter extra Sunday, money. they played a hardcore fest for March of Dimes. You know? it was, <laughs> that's fucking great. So, but yeah, back to back, and and it was fine. And that's a uh, that was one of those shows that uh, I call it the Angel Kiss. So when you definitely drank way too much but you wake up with no hangover Ooh. so it's like the angel comes down mm-hmm. and you wake up right as rain that's you know and that's a I call that the angel kiss that was an angel kiss show so that was fantastic I felt great I got up I was like yeah and just, so it was definitely awful bad news <laughs> so but uh, yeah the breaking that kid's wheelchair like I I definitely Felt guilty for a very long time. So, and that was a. Uh, did you did you did you break it or did you just flip him out of it? Both. Oh, both. No, I, those I, cheapo I'm pretty ones sure I kicked the wheel across the place. Too. Was it the big wheel or the little wheel? The little wheel. Okay. So I definitely right. kicked the wheel across. So I mean, he could like get it back in there, kick it back up, and just kind of wheelie himself home. Yeah, or uh, find somebody else's leg to kind of prop on that side or something, or maybe just use get a, a friend on the opposite and just handle. Well, even it out like a three wheeler. That would uh, theoretically can work. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't have, but it was. I'm no wheelchairologist, so yeah, I'm, it's uh, yeah, it was definitely it was rough. There's, I'm sure Especially I'm missing. <laughs> I'm sure I'm missing details, but it was definitely it was it was bad. It was bad. But that's a uh, during shows, it's more of a uh, maybe a social anxiety thing. That I like drinking so much, and it's just um, making booze has cut my my drinking down exceptionally. I could see that. I could totally see that. So it's uh, 
Not as much as, you know, you can't get high off your own supply type of thing. I just don't crave it. I don't, uh, I do like to have a couple here and there, but playing a show, it's like, all right, am I going to drink or am I not? There's no middle ground. Right. It's either on or off. Yeah. And, uh, and that, it's difficult. That's difficult. But if there's, if I notice there's like a lot of kids or something, or then I won't partake, you know, just so I'm not F-bombing them the world up or trying to give there was one kid he was on his dad's shoulders at the CD release and uh, I had that bottle of Jack Daniels and I was like oh I was like I want to pass this kid the bottle not let him drink but it would just just for a picture of him reaching for it and I'm like oh no that's not going to be a good idea and I was like alright how old was the kid maybe four or five (laughs) easily you know, and I was like, ah, I was like, you know what? No, At some point, the parents have to have some onus and the, on and this. And the, the, you know, the dad was like, he was like, yeah, he was all about it with the kid. All right, and, never I, mind. and I had the bottle in my hand and I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. And he was all smiles. He was like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to feel awful. I can't do it. But that's, you know, I, I was already in drinking mode. So sure. Is and big shows like that. That's it's a little. It definitely the anxiety kicks in, and it's like, uh, shit. Which I I never never had many issues with uh, anxiety or anything like that. It's just um, more of the larger of the shows. Years ago, never bothered me. Stages where it's like five, six, seven thousand people, the big European festivals, things like that. Those are so easy. Those are just. You have no connection no, with the nobody's crowd. Gonna, at, that, no, at that size, it's yeah. like they're all. It's just a sea yeah, of nobody's going to care. Yeah. And uh, but shows like the CD release and stuff like that. That's nine out of ten people I know. Yeah, and I know them well. And it's like shit. Yeah, yeah. So then that changes everything and it hits you on a personal level. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, definitely making the booze now. It's I don't uh, I don't have the cravings or. The wanting and it's... It'll remind you of work. Yes. It's like, this is not now a pastime or a hobby or a leisure thing. It's now my brain is going to recognize this as, oh, this is what you do at work too. Yeah. And if there's nothing else to offset that, like playing a show or being in in that kind of environment, it's going to be like, no, this is just work. And it's like, well, I I don't want to do it because I don't want to be reminded of work. That's that's a lot of it. I mean, I do still like uh, um, I like doing my homework and going to different breweries, wineries, and stuff when I have when I do get a little bit of time and just trying different things. But I'm not. Getting You're not getting saucy. bombed. You have to you have to remember it. You have to remember the notes. You have to remember the feel. You have to remember what the brewer, the mazer, is telling you. Yeah. You can't. Oh yeah. It's kind of hard to write down when you're shit-faced yeah yeah so everything's got to be you know i need that uh what was the flavor profile of this and that like going to going to oma gang and just like sniffing around and like i i don't really i wasn't going to pick brains i just wanted to try different things there are uh, three philosophers probably phenomenal fantastic um phenomenal just the double right the notes in that it's double a, that is a um uh belgian triple Triple, yes, yes, yeah, and um, I'm, uh, I those are my favorites. They're a little syrupy sometimes, they're but uh, there's some that are just 
fantastic and just pulling apart the notes and looking for things there are a couple of, there are some times where I'll rip apart hipsters in the metery that come in and they'll uh, they'll camp at the bar they're there for they'll have a tasting but they'll sit there for an hour or two just pulling it apart sipping and letting it roll on their tongue and I'm like like do they really know what they're talking about this tastes like cucumber and this and that and I'm like there's no cucumber in that I don't know where you're getting cucumber and chocolate from and I'm like I can tell you exactly what it is and it's I kind of those guys I rip into a little bit for the third time Braxton you've caught your beard in your mouth and your cucumber beard oil is mixing with the mead stop it that could be there was uh, maybe a month and a half almost two months ago there was a group of guys that came in as soon as I opened and they stayed for hours each of them had four one ounce tastings for the entire time and it must have been 16 the, ounces of mead it was uh, each yeah. no they, each they had, had four uh, they had uh, a flight so they had each a one got a flight yeah but they let but they stayed for hours hours just talking about and just pulling it apart and but I, I thought I was getting punked or joked on because they must have been every form of hipster was there. that's great they had the guy with the glasses and the flannel you had the guy with the beanie that unnecessarily was wearing a beanie mm -hmm. and just with flip-flops and just like every every form of hipster was there and just listening to them was uh I, I was like, I need a raise. I was like, this is awful. I was like, this is probably the worst experience of my life while, you know, while doing this and making booze and having, like, listening to them, you know, oh, I taste this. And I wonder if the bees were, were eating green beans and this and that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I, I did, there was a couple of times I had to turn around and just like, bitch, I make this in a tub in the back. The fuck you talking about? I'm in the tub when I make it. It's like, there's a little bit of Ray and everything. And just, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, but um, just like the Catholic Church. God damn it. And it's, yeah, sometimes there's people that's, and it's not for everybody. You know, the, the booze isn't for everybody. That's fine. That's fine. But I, I still love doing it. Hell yeah, yes, man! Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I want to. I, I want to ask you. So, you what was it? Uh, both your parents passed away on the same day. Mm -hmm. How how many years ago? Thirteen. So oh nine. Um, oh maybe fourteen. Oh eight. Oh eight. Okay. January twelfth. Oh eight. Yep. So, what happened? And, and like, how did that? Because that's that's not something really a lot of people have an experience with, you know. I mean that that level of, of trauma, that level of 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 um, uh, just just like pers just life changing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's 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 something that you so rarely see um, outside what, of an accident. Outside something of an like accident. outside of an accident. That's one of the things that I've noticed um, when uh, people that I talk to about it, like an accident, like a um, car accident takes everybody in the car. Well, I have no idea what, what happened so with, with your parents. Something like that. So um, give you a little bit of background. Um, before I was born, uh, maybe a couple of years before I came around, um, there was a house fire on Christmas Eve. Um, literally, uh, everything back then 
early 70s was, you know, lead paint and, you know, nobody did the, I, I remember growing up and just seeing commercials for the the uh, outlet octopus, like mm-hmm. too many things yeah. plugged in and this yeah. and that. And that was, uh, that was one of the things that had happened that had triggered in the middle of the night, electrical fire, um, uh, lost a brother and a sister in it. My mom had, uh, uh, Oh, so this was, she this, had, this happened to, to your family. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, third degree burns over 90% of her body. They had to cut my sister out of her arms cause bone and skin melts. Uh, Jesus Christ. At a certain temperature. Um, they found uh, my brother who passed. They found him hiding underneath the bed. The fire department found him under there. Uh, definitely too late. Um, yeah, it was bad. My mom was in a coma for a few months and didn't even know anything that had happened. My dad had, uh, he had got burned also, minimal burning. Um, I did have a brother who got out. Uh, fire department got him out. He still had some burning uh, burns and scarring, uh, but my mom was in super bad shape. Um, and this is before, I'm sorry, this is before, before you? Yeah, before you. Before, before myself. And uh, so I had a brother and a sister pass in that. Um, my dad was, uh, kept trying to leave, didn't want to deal with the whole experience of it. Um, he had super burns and things and uh, uh, healed up and was out of the hospital within a few weeks. Uh, my mom was in there for quite a while, had to get reconstructive surgery, um, skin grafts, the works, um, uh, missing fingers. She had uh, uh, one of her ears was severely damaged and gone. Uh, she had to wear wigs. It was really okay. bad it was it was, so it was bad it bad. was awful it was excuse me yeah fuck it was really bad so um from all the toxins and such in the in the environment from the fire and uh she had issues with uh multiple cancers throughout life uh lung deterioration from all the smoke inhalation um my dad just never took care of himself and uh he had issues from the fire also. So, which was incredibly toxic just from having that, just being in fumes and Mm. burning and such. Um, so fast forward, uh, to, uh, right before, uh, the passing right before they both passed, um, literally fresh. We're good. We're Uh, back. We're back. Back. We, so, had a, uh, we had a coffee incident, guys. That's the cat. <laughs> yeah, that was not the drink. That was the cat. <laughs> Fresh from uh, a tour, uh, I was out. Uh, I called my mom. She didn't sound good, and I'm like, "Well, it's wrapping up. Time to go home." Type of thing. She was in super bad shape. Uh, brought her into the hospital Christmas Eve. She never came out. Uh, then my dad was in bad shape. Brought him in. Uh, found him. Uh, Literally, he was so jaundiced, he was orange. Wow. Not even yellow. He was so bad off. Um, brought him in New Year's Eve. Uh, and then uh, they were both in the same, on the same floor, different ICU units. And uh, yeah, they both ended up, uh, my mom passed the morning of uh, January 12th, 2008. Uh, she went peacefully. I was there with her the entire time. Uh, and she had sent everybody home and I figured that's why she just kind of wanted to 
have her own piece. She wasn't able to speak because she was uh, intubated from when mm-hmm. she had gotten in. So, but uh, her voice was naturally raspy from the fire. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, uh, it was always uh, an issue. Um, and plus, uh, it is always uh, it was always traumas from that sure just because of her looks people would yeah. walking around uh, the fights i would get into were wild taking on being a kid taking on grown men mm. that would just kind of like make fun of like why does your mom look like freddy krueger type of thing and just losing it losing it multiple school suspensions from just beatings and i would just black out black out wild wildly fighting and uh um, so, uh, yeah, so she had, uh, she had passed that morning. Uh, the doctors were calling me. They were all upset. Nurses were all upset. They all knew my mom from the hospital because she was always in and out. Uh, she volunteered in the different, in the burn ward. She volunteered doing everything she possibly could. Um, my dad, not so much. He was definitely, uh, an off colored person, but, uh, she had passed and then eight hours later he passed so he had she died from the cancer and uh uh the lung deterioration uh peacefully in her sleep and he didn't go so well so he ended up um he had full renal failure mm. and needed a pick procedure which pretty mm-hmm. much just uh reroutes the yeah the blood you know so you kind of have you know your time is still limited yeah but the ammonia buildup he wasn't taking his meds and uh, his body wasn't processing the waste and it was just building up in his blood and he was nuts definitely crazy they tried to do the pick procedure and he never came out of it so he eventually slowly faded over the course of uh, eight hours after my mom yeah so and that was uh, and I remember uh, just family being there when my mom had passed everybody showing up and everybody leaving and uh and they're like, oh, are you going to come? You know, I'm like, no. I was like, he's next. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I was like, there's no way that man is going to live without her. And I was like, nobody will take care of him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. And they were together from kids. Yeah. So they put close to 50 years together. I was like, there is no way, no way possible. And uh, yeah. And then eight hours later, he passed. And uh, it was rough. It was rough doing, uh, having people believe the service there were people showing up to their to their service because having uh uh two caskets kind of get a corner to each other um yeah that was that was wild that was wild people showing up just that their service was half old age home half uh prison yard so just from all my friends and from touring and everything at the time uh royce and warren were managing full-blown at the time sure so a lot the fellas came and and uh, Sal sworn enemy, losing it, crying hysterically. He knew my mom, and he was you know, and everybody loved my mom. My mom did every. She would leave food out, anything that was extra. She would box up and leave it on the stoop for everybody. You yeah. know, she had literally a homeless people following her just to make sure she was okay and not being picked on. She and was everybody's everything. mom. And just yeah, everybody's mom. Oh yeah, oh those, yeah. She, the world, the she world was one of those. More of those. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. such a selfless like, yeah selfless yeah. and uh yeah so it was definitely it was difficult i didn't process that until um i had taken a 
super break from everything. Music, this, that. I had to take care of my brother. My brother got the, uh, my little brother got the, uh, uh, literally the shit end of the stick genetically. Because um, uh, after when my mom was, she had to have a bunch of surgery to be able to have kids again. And then there was twins, my sister and I. So, uh, and then after us was my little brother. He had multiple birth defects. Um, super bad shape all the way through life. Uh, he's in the medical books for having multiple, for the uh, most surgeries for a, a child, for a, uh, like an infant. Um, they created different procedures for him. Uh, esophageal fistula is one where they make organs out of your large intestine. Holy so shit. he had to have a colon made. He had to have an esophagus made from his large intestine. He had a stroke when he was born. He had a hole in his heart. They had to remove ribs. So he had, he had insane scoliosis. Poor kid. I don't think anybody has ever suffered more. And um, they named him Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anything. And it was, it was rough. Like, it was definitely rough seeing him through life and then my mom and just being this pillar of strength and just seeing my brother also being definitely just people picking on the both of them because of their their you know uh indomitable just spirits their, they yeah, both had indomitable spirit it was very very rough like my brother right now uh he's in a medical facility in northern california uh in and out of medical induced coma because of his body cannot process. He has cachexia, um, which is uh, when your body loses the ability to hold uh, and retain fat. Jesus. So, and uh, pretty much he's maybe about 80 something pounds. Uh, bones fuse and such like that. And uh, uh, in and out of the hospital for that, uh, he had, he's had a, uh, an infection, that uh, a fungal infection that will not go away. So it's, they had him in uh, medical induced coma for a very long time through COVID just, uh, and glad he didn't get it or succumb. Um, he's out towards, uh, towards the Redding area of California. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, his time will, unfortunately, I'm hoping, uh, he's able to pull out of it and not be, in a, maybe function like a, like a normal human, you know, but, uh, it's uh he's the, the odds have been against him this far yeah. already and he's 43 now so just to live that long just to through all your trials and stuff it's definitely i look at stuff like that and i'm grateful every day because yeah. i can i can walk i got out of bed you know it's like a, i have moments of where i loathe existence and just and i write about it and that's a good part of music you know it's like that's one of the things i go back to uh and but then there's stuff about you know fire i write about stuff that's a little more um positive which uh somebody told me recently that uh my problem with i'm always negative i'm like i love being negative i like that having that i'm not always negative to my friends or anything but there's a form of constant negativity i have is that i give my positivity away so much that I can't have it for myself. And, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, you know what? That's, that kinda, it kind of struck a chord where I, try, I have positivity for everybody. I will show you every silver lining possible, but I never have it for myself. 
and it, it's been making me think a lot. It's uh, it's it's definitely. Who said? I'm sorry. Somebody said that you give out so much positivity, you don't have any for yourself. Yes. Was it a 33 year old yoga soccer mom? Because that sounds like a. I, I just, no, no, no. It, was, I just, uh, it just seems like it seems like such. I don't know. It was to me, really. When I, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, all right, cool. Let me know how your live, love, laugh decor fucking. No, it was my girlfriend's sister. So she, uh, yeah. Well, she's a lying bitch. And it's a she, pretty common, like, <laughs> therapy thing. <laughs> she definitely. Yeah, but, but can't you, I don't, I'm sorry. I just don't think of positivity as a finite resource. It's not, I don't, I think it's less about it being a finite resource. I think it's more about you hate your whatever you got going on so much that you're sure. going to make sure no one else feels that way. Sure. And I don't think your girlfriend's sister's a lying bitch. She's no, it's a, she could be. <laughs> she could be. Yeah, that's she fair. She could be. I don't know. It's, um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I don't... I, knowing you for as long as I have, um, I think you have... I don't know. I think you're an emotional person, Clearly. I mean, listen to your music. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're clearly an emotional person. You don't, you clearly, I don't know, I can't think of a time when you've ever like, like hidden anything. You're not, oh no, you're not stoic. You're not, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not closed off in any way, shape or form. No. You know, you're a warm human being. And I think that probably comes from your, your mother just being that. Oh yeah. Indomitable, open, selfless person. You know, I think. You know, you, we, we met today and you go, do you, you, I ask how you're doing. And you say, well, probably better than I deserve. Well, who the fuck determines what anybody deserves? You determine what you deserve. I determine yeah. what I deserve. Yogi determines what he deserves. Yeah. You know, we deserve what we have. That's what we've worked for. You know, you can't. You're doing as good as you have put in. Yes. That's how good you are. You don't, don't, I don't, I don't like when people say, um, you know, better than I you know, whatever it's like yeah. you know what don't don't undercut yourself because that's horse shit mm. you know you, you look at I mean the amount of people you've you've uh, you know I don't want to get on a soapbox but you know I don't I don't think that anybody everybody deserves exactly what they put in yes you know what I mean sure there are outliers that are some lucky people but you know we all we all the the imposter syndrome shit. It's like no, you've you've. You're reaping your rewards. You've reaped what you sow. Like that's. You know, or, or at some points are we all assholes? Sure, but if we're generally deep down good people, then you're going to generally get rewarded with good, if not good, at least neutral benefit. You know, it's not. I can I can side with that. Yeah, there's no. I don't know. I don't know. But but seeing you as as a very close friend of mine, I, it it pains me when or, well any close friend when they when they make those kind of negative statements about themselves. It's like, well, no, you're you're a benefit to many people, and you're a benefit to yourself, and you're you are doing as well as you deserve, and you probably deserve more. You know, so I appreciate it's, it's that. Not, you know, yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, that's there's there, there's definitely something to. Um, I recently read where, uh, and I, I do it all the time, and I'm trying to get out of the habit of it. Um, it's uh, 
don't speak negatively mm-hmm. of yourself or your actions because then you're willing it into existence. And that's a, you know, and that's just a, one of the, um, one of the common things like I just better than I deserve. Somebody had said it to me. And when, when it was, when it was said to me originally, I was like, how the fuck dare you? <laughs> and it really just, it hit me like that. And I was like, this motherfucker better than you deserve how do you how are you how do you get better than you deserve and I, I pondered on it for a long time and I was like you know what I was like all right all right maybe 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 and then uh, there are times where I think you know like how am I doing you know what I'm doing I'm doing all right you know yeah. I'm doing all right and, then you and ended there. then it's yeah you end it there I'm doing all right and you end it there yeah. Yeah. and like going back to that that negative self-talk if you think about it all you're doing is continuing a negative loop because it's generated up here in the brain it then comes out your mouth and the first person to hear it is your own ears it goes back into the brain comes back out the mouth goes back in your own ears so now all you're doing is building a current of negativity yeah in and out in and out in and out and you can't get away from it because it's your own yeah you know Makes why sense. would you ever say that it's like now you're just you're creating a negative tide of shit that, that doesn't need to be made yeah um but I, um, I think it's it's truly a testament to the, the bullshit you've gone through and, and, and everything and, and just how much I enjoy your music, how much I enjoy you as a person. Um, and I think it's phenomenal what you've created and I think it's absolutely amazing that, that you've branched off into such varied uh, uh, endeavors you've gone from front man of a hardcore metal band now you're a, a mead brewer and, and you know it's it's just it's awesome to have you here it's, I'm, I'm so stoked to have you in my life as Thank a friend you. and uh, likewise I'm, yep. I'm so happy that you, you were able to come on the podcast and this has been fucking awesome man thank you I'd love to be back when uh, whenever you deem fit well so you're definitely going to be back when we get Mark Rizzo on so oh yeah <laughs> Well, somebody's gonna have to be a hydro hydro technician. We'll have to, uh, you know, we'll have to keep his uh, be a beer tech and keep him uh, keep him full, keep him even, so he gets uh, off. The, well, this way he gets off the rails quick. <laughs> this way, yeah, we'll hide but the fine china. It's uh, I'll, I'll reach out to him. I'll definitely, definitely. reach out to him. Be and phenomenal. Like, hey, so he's got stories for days. Fuck yeah, but man! It's like, and and when he when he loosens up. They get wild. So, That's awesome. But it's, yeah, there's definitely a there's a lot of things that uh, uh, for what y'all are doing is fantastic with this podcast. So I'm really appreciative to be a part of it. Um, the first time I heard it, I was just uh, it it hit on all all levels. So it's uh, it, there's so much to be said for. People that are like, oh, you got to toughen up. You got to, you know, be a man, this and that. And, and I'm like, you know what? I was like, well, okay. So just bottle things up and until I'm dead. Okay, cool. And I, that's what I have music for. You know, I don't have to bottle it. But there are things that, you know, like, uh, you know, things recently that, uh, you know, uh, with, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of hurt. There's a mm-hmm. lot of pain that's, there's going to be a lot of, there's been a lot of writing. There's been a lot of things 
things I couldn't say right at the time that are coming definitely out. are coming out. They're going to be on paper, and yeah, it's unfortunate. It's definitely uh, it's not yeah. because if you think about the way you're processing it, you're now taking those emotions that are sitting inside you that would eat you up from the inside. You're putting them on paper. You're verbalizing them. You're you're making them. You're actualizing them to the world. I don't know if that's the right verbiage, but whatever. We're going to go with it. And now it's no longer in you, no longer eating you up. You can just yeah. Do um, you can just um, well, you just it doesn't weigh on you anymore. Yes, you know. Yeah. So, but Ray, thank you so much for being here, man. This was great. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Uh, love you to death. Thank and, you. And um, love you too, Chad. I appreciate uh, you. Yeah, Yogi. Any final thoughts? No, this is a blast, man. This is. I just. I enjoyed sitting back and listening to this. This is good. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, a lot guys, of there's a lot of depth. You know, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of layers in this onion or something or other. Yeah. I, I think know. we would be shorting yeah. all three of us if we didn't have another one. I I completely yeah. agree. I enjoy the music one, but uh, guys, um, check out the new Brick by Brick album. Get off my fucking lawn. Uh, what is it again? <laughs> dismal existence. Dis- Brick by Brick, dismal existence. <laughs> Uh, they'll be going on tour soon. Uh, please check out the Bull and Bee Meadery in uh, downtown Albany. Yes. Uh, what's the address? 140 Hamilton. 140 Hamilton Street. Uh, look for the building with the giant minotaur yes. painted on the side of it. Also, please go check out uh, Balance and Flow Invitational, the uh, sub-only cash prize uh, jiu-jitsu super fight card, uh, May 21st. Please uh, like, rate, and review the podcast. Also subscribe. helps us out. And uh, we will see you guys next week. We love you all. Bye.